Are you ready to create and grow the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. A bigger audience, more impact, and a new revenue stream. We'll show you how. I'm Jenny Barcelos. And I'm Sandy Connery. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Soulful MBA Podcast, Office Hours Edition. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery. Hey, Sandy. Hi, Jenny. We're going to talk about repurposing blog post content, which is maybe not the most exciting thing in the world. But for those of us who are trying to build a business on the internet, blogging is super important. And if you don't happen to have a blog, you have a podcast or a YouTube show or something like that, a Facebook live show, this all still applies to you. So just kind of you'll you'll be able as we go through the lessons, you'll be able to see which of these factors apply to you in your business. So we're going to go through nine ways that you can repurpose a blog post. Because if you're going to put all the time and energy into writing a post, and the writing is like only one piece, right? It's just deciding on the topics, it's outlining, doing the research, drafting, editing, publishing and posting, and then sharing. You want to make sure that you're getting the most bang for your buck. So because we've become avid bloggers in this whole arena in recent years, we've come up with a system for repurposing our content that we wanted to share with you. So Sandy, let's go ahead and dive in. Um, we have nine, like I said, nine different ways that we've come up with. And there, there are more, but these are the ones that we've tried and tested. Nine different ways to repurpose an existing blog post. So the first one is posting it to Facebook. So this is pretty obvious, but not everyone does this. And when we say posting it to Facebook, it's not just posting the link to your Facebook page. It's being strategic with how you introduce the content on Facebook. Our blogs post both to our Facebook group and to our Facebook business page for Namastream. And when we do that, we post almost always we post different content when we post to the group versus the page. You know, we have a different way of speaking more informally to our group than we do to our overall page. We want to make sure that the graphics that we're using on our page are something that we could eventually use in an ad if that post gets traction. So we want to make sure it's not too text heavy. So you can start to see how Every single step in this process has to be strategic, but certainly you should be posting your blog post to Facebook and you should absolutely have a business page for your business, if for no other reason than to eventually run ads. So that's step one. Step two is to do a little bit more work on Facebook and we all know that Facebook rewards those that use video. And so we have also tried doing a Facebook Live with our blog posts. So that is something that I don't think a lot of people do, but um, in addition to posting your link and a little blurb about the blog post, consider doing Facebook Live, turning on the camera, going live, and basically talking through your blog post, not reading it, you know, word for word. Please do not read your blog post online. <laughs> <laughs> that would not be okay, but just go through the content in a very informal, as if you were explaining the content um, to a friend. And so now you've got a Facebook Live happening on your page, or you can choose to do it in your group as well. You can't do it at the same time, but you can make the decision where that would best be placed. And then now you've got a video that you can take out of Facebook and Jenny, you can do what? Put on YouTube. <gasps> well, it's not wow. so easy to take it no, out of Facebook. No, it's not. It's <laughs> not. <laughs> but what you should be doing if you're going on Facebook Live 
is also recording yourself with a program like ScreenFlow or QuickTime so that you have the actual video file to use. And the reason that you want that video file is that you can repurpose it in other ways as well. This is getting a little bit meta with our repurposing of repurposing, but this is the sort of way you have to think in 2018. So if you are going to go through the trouble or take the time to create a Facebook Live about your new blog, you wanna make sure that you're recording yourself with your computer so that you can also then post to YouTube. And we're going to, in point six, Sandy's going to cover the next thing, but you also maybe want to have an audio recorder going at the same time because, again, there are multiple ways that you can repurpose the audio content that you strip from the video that you take in the background while you are doing a Facebook Live. This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is a tool designed to help you teach, train, and coach from anywhere on the planet. If you're a wellness professional looking to take your business to the next level, you can learn more at namastream.com. So let's just keep progressing through this madness. Okay, Okay, Sandy, what is point number four? (laughs) Number four is to put it on Instagram in the form of a microblog or a caption. So you can use the image that you used on your blog post and then just take a little paragraph or a few sentences that will are interesting and you can always lead them into clicking back to your blog post. And if you have something like Linktree, then that makes it really easy for the for the reader to go back into the blog and read it. Yes. And picking up on the Instagram posting and the microblogging, another way that you can use Instagram is obviously through Insta stories. And so again, this is not reading your blog post. This is doing something similar to what you did on a Facebook Live, but maybe keeping it a little bit shorter. So it's just hopping onto Insta stories, talking about the fact that you just put out this post, um, or maybe it's an older post and you're, you just you think it would be useful to your community because of one reason or another in a certain season of time. And you just start simply explaining that the post is there, what it's about, why you think it would be valuable for folks, and maybe pulling out one or two lessons from that post. So Insta story, again, is very different than microblogging on Instagram, but both are important. It doesn't have to be you on video for story. It can it could be a, a series of graphics, sort of, you know, teaching those points that Jenny just mentioned and and then, you know, referencing the actual full blog post uh, later. Okay, number six is podcast. So if you've already got audio created from your Facebook Live that you were, you know, recording as you did your Facebook Live, you can take that audio and create a podcast. So that is a bigger, more involved step, but we wanted to mention it because podcasting is immensely valuable to building your brand and, and bringing new new listeners and new followers to you. So if you have audio, you know, you may want to consider creating a, a podcast with that content. And I will say that you don't need to initially do the full podcast route where you're setting yourself up in iTunes. You can simply create a SoundCloud account for free and upload your audio files into SoundCloud and start to take baby steps towards podcasting. So SoundCloud is a really great way to get discovered. It's also just a great way to be able to have an embeddable player that's elegant and beautiful that you can then embed that post the audio for that post on your website under the blog itself or in the blog itself. So um, you can start to see how these things feed into each other. So some people may find you, say, on SoundCloud or in iTunes, if you're going to go that route, then they're going to come back to your website and then maybe start reading your blog. 
it's kind of a beautiful circle here that can unfold. But don't feel like you have to go the full podcast route when you're just getting started. I would highly recommend that you just go the SoundCloud route at first and test it out and see if audio is a medium that you enjoy like we do. Okay, point number seven. So this is my very favorite way to repurpose content at this point, which we're talking a lot about Pinterest around here lately. And so that is to create a pin. And and in fact, we recommend that you create a series of pins for every post. I would say three to five pins minimum because you don't actually know which images or graphics are going to be clicked on when you first are creating a post. You don't know what's going to do well online on Pinterest. And so you want to make sure that you're covering your bases. You've gone to all this trouble to create a blog post and to start to publish it and publicize it that you want to make sure that it's actually driving new eyes to your website. So create a series of pins. And, you know, one of those could be an infographic. If your blog post lends itself to that, infographics typically do well on Pinterest. You could have photos, like actual photos of you and your brand. You could use stock photos, or you could also just have pins that are simple text, um, text-based pins that talk about the post. We recommend that you don't just use the headline. Maybe have one pin that's the headline of your blog post, but have other pins that are posing interesting or intriguing questions that your blog post answers. So start to look around at other related pins in your niche on Pinterest and start to see how other people are leading followers back to their content on their website. And point number eight is consider with your blog posts that you spent a lot of time creating, is it the kind of content that would work for an email course or an email sequence? So of course, not every single blog post this is going to be relevant for, but if you have um, a really good sort of teaching heavy post or perhaps a series of blog posts with some really great content that does really well and you're getting a lot of feedback on it, turn that into an email sequence that perhaps your followers will get once they join your website and grab your freebie or your opt-in and then they get a they receive an email sequence, perhaps that sequence is based on your blog posts. Or can it be a course? Is it something that people would maybe pay some money for? So think about it. As I said, it's not going to be for every single blog post that you put out, but for the better blog posts, could you create a course or an email sequence from it? Okay. And point number nine, which is similar to point number eight, but importantly, strategically different, is to turn that blog post into an opt-in. And that works really well for older blog posts that are one or maybe two years old if you have a reservoir of content because people are not going back many months later and probably fishing through your blog. And if they do um, and you happen to to turn it into an opt-in, then you know they're probably not going to even realize you did that or they're not going to care. They're going to think, oh, that, that was really great. I remember reading that somewhere one time. So turning a blog post into an opt-in on a future blog post, again, getting a little meta, is also a good idea. So you want to think about as you're starting to generate content in your business, definitely thinking about repurposing it. This is something we have had to think long and hard about in recent months because we have just simply built up so much content that we, you know, we just keep generating. We're like content machines. That's our comfort zone, right, Sandy? So we think a lot about repurposing and we've tried all of these techniques. Um, I will say that the techniques that involve Instagram and Pinterest right now are the winners for us in our business, but that may not be true for you. So we do all of these things except for 
um, the YouTube one. We don't do that regularly, but basically everything else we've talked through with you, we do every time we publish a blog post. So try that on, see what works for you. And of course, let us know if you have questions. So you can do that in our Facebook group, which is soulful.mba slash Facebook. All right. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. We'll see you on Monday for a full episode. Soulful MBA is not just the name of our podcast. It's also the name of our premium business course and community. If you are a wellness entrepreneur who dreams of growing your business online, but you're not clear on your next steps and you wish you had someone to guide you, then we've got something for you. Get Soulful MBA's first syllabus and three free video lessons by heading over to soulful.mba sample. Soulful.